Storytelling is marketing's oxygen. Your brand cannot survive without it. Hi, my name is Nyquia, and I am the founder of The Marketing Profit, a global digital marketing agency. I have mastered the art of storytelling and marketing strategy from the greatest storyteller of all time. Yes, girl, you got that right. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. The Scriptures, Stories, and Strategies podcast is here to help faith-based content creators create a universal community within their online business that sparks engagement, prompts actions, and generates income using lessons from the only business book you really need, your Bible. Let's begin. Hello, loves, and welcome back to the Scripture Stories and Strategies podcast. If you are new and skip past that introduction, you probably have no clue who I am. Well, I am your host, Nyquia, the founder of The Marketing Profit, which is a Christian-based marketing agency for Christian-backed or based e-commerce brands. We help e-commerce businesses increase their global reach and visibility, website traffic, and sales through the world's largest search engines like Google and Pinterest. The purpose of this podcast is to help Christian female entrepreneurs like you infuse more of their faith and God's word within their marketing and business strategies. And I do this by taking scriptures and stories from the Bible and transforming them into applicable business strategies so that Jesus is always within your business plans, trials, and successes as your number one business partner. I want to apologize before I get into this episode. I'm filming in my new office and it's right next to my window where there is heavy traffic. So hopefully it doesn't... um, (laughs) affect the sound quality um, because it's also summer so kids are running around outside so I apologize in the meantime (laughs) anyways so it's definitely been another close to three months I believe since my last podcast episode but we just gonna slide past that because I'm here now I hope all of you are doing well and living prosperous lives so um, today I want to talk about success but not worldly success but more of how God defines success and how we can intertwine his meaning into our businesses. See, every person is seeking their own path to what um, success means to them. However, God's word does not like base success on the increase of goods, unlike the world. So if you take a look at scripture, you can't find anywhere where it correlates success with business, finances, money, situations, or even blessings. And the reason being is that success is based on obedience to God. Success is based on our faithfulness to what God calls you to do. And success is based on your relationship with God and doing his will. More on this in a few. So I first want to say I'm guilty because when I used to think of what success means to me, especially within my business, um, looking at the list that I wrote down, um, they all had one thing in common. They were all worldly things of success, like, um, uh, like a certain amount of income per month or a certain amount of clients per month or paying off debt, being financially free, et cetera. Like they are all of this world and even though these aren't technically bad views of success it's just not what's aligned with how god defines success and so i want to hop right into today's message and explain more of how god defines success so that you can take a look over your business to see if it aligns with god's will so of course i always love to use scripture or stories in the bible to help deliver today's message And today's parable we're going to be focusing on uh, later in the episode comes from Matthew chapter 25 verses 14 through 30. Um, And this parable is called the parable of the talents 
or in some Bible versions, it may be called the parable of the bags of gold. So I referenced this story before in a podcast episode and it also aligns well with today's message. So if you're in a position to have your Bible open to that story, go ahead and do so. I do urge that if you've never read this parable to pause this episode and go read it. Take your pen, your highlighter and go through the parable and start to analyze it and understand the message then don't forget about me okay then come back and replay the episode um, or start off where you ended and then this because this is such a great parable I mean all of Jesus' parables are but uh, this one is one of my favorites now as for the scripture for today's episode that we're going to focus on first it comes from Joshua uh, 1 verse 8 which states um, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I'm also going to read verse nine, which says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So Let's do another mini biblical history lesson. I love doing this stuff, guys. I love history, if you guys don't know. Um, And I really think it helps also with these episodes if you have a background of what's going on at the time or background on story characters. um, If you're not familiar with certain stories in the Bible that I'm going to talk about. But anyways, I digress. (laughs) So um, the book of Joshua uh, comes after the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy sorry, uh, which ends with Moses's selection of Joshua as Israel's new leader after his death. And that position was well-deserved, okay? Joshua is actually another one of my favorite person um, in the Bible behind like Solomon. Like he's just one of my favorite um, people in the Bible. So a little backstory on Joshua before explaining the scripture from Joshua uh, chapter one, verses eight through nine that I just read. And then I'm going to, you know, of course, tie this into how God defines success and if your business is successful in God's eyes. So just just, just bear with me, guys. All right. <laughs> so uh, Joshua was a warrior for God, right? He was first mentioned in the Bible when Moses called upon him to lead the Israelites in a battle against the um Amal, Amal, uh, I'm going to butcher this name. I always do the Amalekites, the Amalekites, the Amalekites. I think that's how you say it. Um, so in this amazing struggle, he was victorious um, as long as Moses' hands were lifted. And if you read that story, at any time Moses' hands were to go down, um, the Amalekites were winning while the Israelites were losing. But as long as he kept his hands up, um, the Israelites were winning. Um, so his incredible faith was also revealed, and talking about Joshua, his incredible faith was also revealed in the extraordinary miracle of him asking God to hold the sun still so that he could finish the battle. Another amazing story if you have not read that in the Bible. Um, Joshua was also among the 12 spies that Moses originally sent out into the land of Canaan. Only Joshua and Caleb came back with a positive report, admonishing the people to have faith in God and to not let the Nephilims instill fear in their purpose in the land that was already promised to them. And then under Joshua's leadership, um, the mighty fortress of Jericho. We all know the story of Jericho. And if you don't, I highly recommend you read that story. Um, But under his leadership, Jericho was reduced to, to rubble. And after his conquest for the Lord, the entire nation of Israel was at rest from their enemies. See, Joshua was gifted with the spirit of leadership. 
more on spiritual gifts soon in this episode as well. I promise this is all adding up. Stay with me. So um, once again, Joshua was gifted with the spirit of leadership to take the Israelites to the promised land. Um, Then God confirmed his position with the miraculous crossing of the Jordan River. At the end of his life, Joshua encouraged the people to choose God over all else. So under his role in particular and throughout the book of Joshua, there are many military victories led by Joshua in these battles. Um, And it became evident that God fights for his people when they are strong and courageous and put their full trust in him. I want you to keep in mind that a strong military leader in battle cannot have success if he or she allows everyday cares of life to load them down. They must find their zone in which they block out everything not relating to their mission. And in this case, God's mission is given to Joshua. Joshua did everything that God commanded Moses to get done. Under Joshua's leadership, um, not one of the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. And that can be that actual scripture can be found in Joshua chapter 21, verses 40, uh, verses 40, verse 45. Um, and we can assume that this means success in God's eyes. So why does this define success? Well, let's get back to Joshua verses, um, Joshua 1, verse 8 through 9 really quick. So let's dissect this verse. Um, if you analyze it, God is giving Joshua three stipulations to attaining success and prosperity that still stands with us Christians to this day. Now, uh, the first stipulation is not allowing God's law to depart from your mouth. The second being meditate on his word or law day and night. And the third stipulation, ooh, excuse me, is to do all that is written in God's law. So when all three are complete, the scripture closes with a promise of prosperity and good success. So if you do all those things, you follow all those three things, then you are guaranteed uh, or promised prosperity and good success. Now, before we hop into the next part of this podcast and how God defines success using the parable of the talents, I want you to think about your business. Then I want you to think about your spiritual gifts given to you that help your business ultimately serve the Lord's purpose for his plan. Side note, um, if you have no idea what spiritual gifts are and which ones you have, I highly recommend you go listen back to a series I did in season one called Spiritual Gifts Series. Uh, and it spans over three episodes. The first episode talks about what spiritual gifts are. The second episode talks about how to find or how to know your spiritual gift and um, the purpose for them. And then the third episode is how to use your spiritual gifts within your business. And this series, once again, can be found in season one's episodes five, six, and seven. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example using me. So my business is a Christian-based digital marketing agency called The Marketing Profit. And that's profit as in P-R-O-P-H-E-T. And also using the same double meaning of the word profit, P-R-O-F-I-T. So it's a, you know, a digital marketing agency um, that's also going to help you gain profit in your business. 
So the words kind of play off each other. And I did that for a reason. Now, my spiritual gifts are the gift of administration. So like leadership or management, um, the gift of teaching, which is like educating, and then the gift of prophecy. So these three gifts are how I came up with the name of the marketing prophet, because I am managing a business where I'm using my leadership skills and education and marketing to help other Christian based or backed businesses be visible online. And my services are a way I give back by helping these brands and educating them. So this this podcast actually is also another way I give back to God and serving his purpose by spreading his truth through the lives of entrepreneurs so that way you're always keeping God within the foundation of your business. Um, My social media platforms are nurturing platforms where I share my daily devotionals, Bible studies, uh, lessons to help other entrepreneurs out. So now that I gave you my example, it's time to think of yours. Um, So take a moment to think of that. And um, when you're done with that, I want to go ahead and continue with the parable of the talents. So what exactly is God's definition of success? Well, with Joshua's story, we talked about not allowing God's um, God's law to depart from your mouth. Meditate on his word day and night and to do all that is written in God's law. But now let's talk about how God defines success as having obedience and faithfulness, as well as having a relationship with God and doing his will, using Matthew chapter 25, uh, verses 14 through 30. Um, so I'm not going to read this parable here. So once again, if I love for, I'd love it if you read it uh, and understand this parable before continuing to listen. <clears throat> All right, so now that you read the parable or you already know it, uh, I want to explain it. So see, this parable uh, paints a perfect picture for us of how God views our lives, both in this life and when he evaluates us at his return and gives us an eternal reward. See, God gives each of us gifts, passions, assignments, resources, relationships, circumstances, etc. throughout our life to steward or manage for his glory, the services of others, and our enjoyment. And when um, and we really will give an account to God at the return of Jesus for how we managed our spiritual lives and uh, the things God entrusted us to do with these gifts during our life on this earth. So that's what this parable of Matthew 25 is about. God evaluates success by obedience and faithfulness to do what he's called us to do, not by results. So in this parable, each of the servants were given different amounts of money to manage. And the first two servants um, each increased what they were originally entrusted with by different amounts. Yet when the master who represents Jesus returned to receive an account from them, he praised the first two servants for their stewardship and rewarded both of them with more responsibility. Even though the first two servants were given a different amount of money and made a different amount on top of that, they both managed what was given to them and were praised and rewarded uh, for their stewardship. The last servant wasn't praised nor rewarded because he didn't do anything with what was entrusted to them. He didn't do anything with the, with the money so uh, for fear that it wouldn't be enough. So he just ended up hoarding it and not putting it to use at all and um, basically was waiting for the master or in this case, Jesus to return. So what is Jesus trying to tell us? Well, this parable gives us five life lessons that we can also use within our business. First, 
This parable teaches us that success is a product of our work. Remember what he told Moses, Solomon, Joshua, and many other people in the Bible to be strong and courageous and do the work. And that's referring to First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 20. So when it comes to your business, do the work that needs to be done that will help your business become the number one choice for your target consumers. Second, the parable of the talents teaches that God gives us everything we need to do what he has called us to do. Think about your business, right? I'm pretty sure that before you started that business, you've gone through education, circumstances, relationships, jobs, etc. that all led up to you being able um to you being fully equipped to run the business of your dreams. Third, the parable of the talents teaches that we are not all created equal, and I'm specifically talking about in regard to our talents or gifts. We can't aim to be like other entrepreneurs because we were individually built for a different purpose and journey and God's will. So don't covet your neighbor neighbor, and don't be jealous of what other people's worldly version of success is. Because remember, God has plans for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. And that's referencing Jeremiah 29, 11. Fourth, the parable of the talents teaches that we work for the master, not our own selfish purposes. Remember how I told you I'm using my spiritual gifts within my business to do the Lord's work for other Christian entrepreneurs who need help? Think about how your business is serving the Lord's purpose for you and through others with the gifts he gave you. It's not about what selfish uh, selfish purpose we have for wanting to run a successful business, but how we can run a successful business as Christians. And then finally, the parable of the talent shows that we will be held accountable. Similarly, in doing business as the owner, you're held accountable to a certain degree for different reasons. Customer satisfaction is one of them, or client satisfaction. When trading your work to help others, think about the accountability you hold and how you can deliver what your customers are seeking or what your clients need. At the end of the day, it's not about whether what God gives you to steward in life looks like exactly like what someone else's has been given or how big and powerful and famous you make whatever gifts, assignments, and uh, responsibilities he entrusts to you. It's not about how much you achieve in the eyes of this world. See, God's interest is that you are obedient with the things he calls you to do with the spiritual gifts, assignments, responsibilities, relationships, and circumstances he gave you. This approach to life leads to praise and a reward from God in eternity, and that is success in his eyes, regardless of what the quantitative measurements look like. So I want you, um, another way I like to look at this parable is these talents or this money that was given to these servants. Where are the servants? The master that went away is Jesus. He gave us talents to use um, and spiritual gifts. And so we're supposed to be using those spiritual gifts to bring more people to the word of God or to spread more truth so that when Jesus comes back or the master comes back, we can say, hey, you gave me these spiritual gifts. This is what I did with this gift. This is how many people I helped with this gift. But if you're like that third servant who was given a spiritual gift and you did nothing with that gift, then why do you think you would be rewarded? And so that's why, you know, the master was mad at the third servant because he gave you a gift and you did nothing with it. You hid it because you were fearful that your gifts weren't enough or your gifts couldn't um, help anybody. When literally God gave you everything that you needed, um, or in this case, the master gave the servant everything he needed to be successful. So um, 
So what is God telling us on how to be successful? So God defines being successful by two things. One, your your obedience and faithfulness to what God calls you to do. And two, your relationship with God and doing his will. So at the end of the day, go for your dreams and aspirations in life, whether it be for ministry, career, relationships, recreation, etc., as God allows you to. I know I'm going to do that. Just ask God to help you keep the right perspective as you do it. So have a conversation with God this week about your desires in life and your definition of success. And then ask him to help your definition of success to match his, even as you pursue your goals and dreams in life. And at the end of the day, loves, he is the one who put these dreams and goals into your spirit in the first place. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, I hope this episode was very helpful and um, and helped you think about how your business is serving the Lord's purpose. And if you haven't really thought about that, I hope that this gives you got a guide to start thinking about what your spiritual gifts are, or if you know what they already are, how you're using your spiritual gifts within your business to do the Lord's work. Um, don't be like that third servant who was given everything they needed and then hid it and didn't do anything with it. So um, once again, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If you love this episode, I really would hope that you would um, rate this podcast, leave a comment um, below and let me know what your favorite part of this podcast is or let me know what your spiritual gift is and how you're using it within your business. Um, Make sure you share this podcast with a loved one. It just really helps spread the word of this podcast for Christian entrepreneurs who need more guidance on how to put more um, faith in God just within their business foundation. And with that, that's all I have to say. I pray that you have a great rest of your day. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. And I will see you in the next one. Bye. Do you feel that? That heat? That fuel? Girl, that's that faith fuel. And I pray you use the fuel and lessons learned today in this episode and apply them to your personal life and business journey. Feel free to screenshot this episode and share a business lesson you learned and will now be incorporating in your business. Don't forget to tag me, okay, at The Marketing Profit so I'm notified and we can talk more about how you're going to apply those lessons to your business strategy in the DMs. It would also mean so much to me to reach all the faith-based entrepreneurs who want to infuse God within their business journey. But in order to do that, I need your help to get the word out. I would love if you'd comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast in order to help me reach those girls and share these biblical business strategies. Let them know what they're missing. Okay, don't tell them I can turn water into wine, but let them know I can turn scriptures and stories into applicable and action-packed business strategies. Thank you so much, Faith Field friend, and I will talk to you in my next episode. Have a blessed day.